Welcome to the Real Talk About Children's Mental Health podcast, brought to you by the Children's Center in Midtown Detroit. I'm your host, Laura LaFever, and I have the pleasure of being the Director of Community Projects at the Children's Center. In each episode, we'll get real about the unimaginable mental, social, and behavioral health challenges faced by Detroit's most vulnerable children and families every day. Why is this important? because at the Children's Center, we're passionate about healing children. We believe every child deserves a chance to succeed, to become the amazing person they were born to be. Because we know when you lift a child's spirit, you ultimately lift an entire community. Well, hello everyone, welcome back to Real Talk. This is your host, Laura LaFever. It's been a minute and um, I'm back on with a new episode. Something that we haven't talked about um, on the podcast is our child welfare program. Um, One of our programs that uh, we truly value and love and support as across Michigan at any given time, there's about 10,000 children in foster care. And out of those 10,000 at any given time, there's 200 children and youth looking for their forever home. Can you imagine 10,000 across Michigan in foster care and 200 looking for a forever home. And that could be for any reason. Um, Children come into the system for a variety of reasons, and we're going to talk about that today. I have two wonderful individuals with me um, that are part of the Children's Center. I have Shereen Youngblood, who is a recruiter and community outreach specialist with the Children's Center, as well as Nashe Nelson. Boy, I got marvels this morning. Nashe Nelson, who's a supervisor with Child Welfare and um, who's a part of our licensing department. So, Shireen and Nashe, welcome. Good morning. Thank Good you morning. for having us. You. You're welcome. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you both. So, you heard me say, and Shireen, thank you, because you helped me out with the numbers to make sure that, that, that I had the correct data. But across Michigan, 10,000. Correct. 10,000 kiddos. That's a lot of kiddos. It is. And then the 200 looking for their forever home. Yes. Um, we're going to get started talking about, so for the listeners, we're really going to talk about what does it mean to become a adoptive or foster parent? Because it's a process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll spend a little bit of time also talking about what licensing looks like. Because the two go hand in hand. You got to go through one, got to be recruited first, then you got to go through licensing. So we'll spend some time talking about it. Um, but Shereen, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and Nashay, you as well. So Shereen, let me start with you. Okay. Um, Shereen Youngblood, I have been with the Children's Center for 11 years now. And I actually have been in, we'll say, the realm of child welfare for over 25 years. So I was a very young teen when mm-hmm. I started. You're very, you're still very young. If you all can see her, she is beautiful. She is very young. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as kind of where this first started, um, I'll have to give it to my grandmother because she was mm. a social worker. Um, so I've got the bug or the itch, you will, mm-hmm. if you say, uh, to help people and families from her. And it's just been going on ever since. Wow. Well, thank you, Grandmother. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Shereen. Nashe. Uh, I'm Nashe Nelson. Well, actually, Nashe Lee. Yes. Oh. Nashe Lee. See? See? Some things just don't know. Some things right? I just don't know. I'm not <laughs> accepting new all the time. Every time. We got to get you to change your email um, 
Yes, I you're, have to you're, change you're, it. Yeah, I tried to change it here before, and it ended up at the time because we got married during COVID. So a lot of you've been married for a minute. Where have I been? So a lot of the um, paperwork that was needed was taking too long to get here. I so get I kept it. it at Nelson for right now. But yes, it will be changed. Over, I'm so. just gonna call you Miss Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so Nashay Nelson here at the Children's Center, Nashay Lee everywhere else in my world. Um, I've been working at the Children's Center for 14 years. Wow. And overall in child welfare for 18 years. Um, my passion actually comes from my family as well. Mm-hmm. No one's ever been in child welfare. No one has worked in child welfare. I'm the first person. Okay. But we always were in the community helping people. Like if there is somebody needs some place to stay and food, anything like that. So always helping. Yeah. The, the, the work of child welfare, those who work in child welfare, and I say behavioral health, it is, it's just really a, a passion. It's a labor of love. Um, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. It's definitely hard work. But um, I, I know, just knowing the two of you, you all do this as a labor of love, and you're very passionate and knowledgeable about um, the world of child welfare. And I just want to say that I appreciate um you both in the work that you do and, and thank you for being on the podcast and spending some time um, and doing this work for as long as you have you know 11 and 14 years just here but you know collectively you know 20 years plus and that's never thought I would be in this this long right that's longevity I never thought I would be in this this long but I'm glad right right well we're glad to have you so you know, I wanted us to spend some time so our listeners can really hear. So for those who are listening in and have sat back and said, mm, I really, you know, I want to, I want to be an adoptive parent or I want to foster, but I don't know where to start. And so we're just going to spend some time um, talking about that because there's a lot that goes into this. And so, Shereen, I want to start with you. You are a recruiter and a community engagement person here at the Children's Center. You do so much more, but you're really that first step, that front door to getting involved. And so you're out in the community or you're talking to a group of people and I say, Miss Youngblood, I'm interested in becoming a foster parent. What does that look like? So what that looks like is just a simple, give me a call or shoot me a text or send me an email. Um, it was really just that simple. So if you want to just give a call, you know right away. Um, all you have to do is call our uh, number, which is 313-262-1119. Um, and that gets you actually right to me because that's the phone that rings to me. And so what I basically do is bring you on into orientation. Um, and in orientation, we talk about, which we'll get into later details, um, just the things to become licensed the laws behind becoming licensed, the policies behind becoming Mm -hmm. licensed, um, and also just what to expect Mm -hmm. uh, because that's really important. And so those are some of the things we'll even talk about today, um, but we'll talk about it in greater detail and definitely in orientation once you attend it. So I, so I meet you, I get, I get your phone number and I can talk directly to you. I don't have to search around and go through five people I get to talk right, to Shereen directly. <laughs> I get to talk to Shereen which is so important and so someone like me I would probably have a thousand questions right but I also heard you say that there's an orientation so I have all these questions like 
what paper do I bring? What do you need? Do I need to live in Detroit? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, do I, I would just have a thousand questions. Right. Um, how would you guide me? So um, in bringing you with orientation, the only thing you have to bring is yourself. And if you happen to be married or have a partner, um, then you would also want that married partner. Although you don't have to come at the same time, mm-hmm. you still want that person who you are partnered with to be able to be with you. Um, and so here's the one of the great things I always talk about child welfare. We are not, we'll say, county bound. Okay. We are state bound. We can service anybody in the state of Michigan. Um, we mainly service just because of geographics, mm-hmm. weighing Oakland and Macomb County. But we definitely have foster parents that reach out further than that. Um, and we've, or we've had foster parents that reached out further than that. Um, we've had families in Grand Rapids. Um, I know that I've even been talking to a family in Portage. So it doesn't matter. We just want to make sure we find families who can help service those that are in care. That is really, you know, that that's such uh, an important piece because people see us, you know, the Children's Center located in Detroit, but our geographics, as you said, are just not Detroit, Wayne County. It's statewide. Correct. Um, and you currently working with some you say in Portage, mm-hmm. Grand Rapids. That's really great. And I think it's something to really emphasize because we get locked in thinking, oh, the Children's Center of Wayne County. It's just Wayne County. Right. It's really across the board. Correct. All right. So I get a call and I can call from anywhere in Michigan, which is really cool. Yeah. And then you kind of answer, you know, you go through my, my litany of questions. <laughs> and I say this because, listeners, you probably have a litany of questions, too. I know that I would. Um, just coming into a process, but I get Shireen. Shireen lets me know, yeah, come on, be a part of the orientation, no matter where you live throughout Michigan. Um, where does orientations take place? So orientations now, which is to me very convenient, take place mostly online. Mm. Um, and so I set you up with that. Sometimes it's one-on-one, depends on the schedule. Other times you can join a group orientation that maybe I've already had scheduled. So it just depends. I will say one of the things that we are doing this year as a way of engagement is some people still like old school in person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So I have added at least once a month where you can come in old school uh, in person, see me, get to know what you want, information that you want to have. So that's definitely great. And those things are always available. Um, And all you have to do is call me and I'll get you into the best session that fits for you and your family. I love that. You know, and, and, one thing that we've learned out of COVID is really how to work Zoom and team meetings. I think, <laughs> I, and family, my listeners, I think, you know, we've Absolutely. all been on Teams or Zoom or Blue Jeans or whatever media or, you know, uh, outlet that has taught us. Um, but there's a convenience in that Absolutely. for individuals. Because you don't have to add in travel time. That's right. Which, um, especially with road work that's happening, construction, <laughs> just trying to get from one place to another. Sometimes our schedules run behind. Right, right. So I definitely think having an online orientation opens up just more of your schedule because you don't have to factor in travel time of to and from that event. Exactly. And then for some of the old school people like me, because I love Zoom, well, love is strong. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. But I also... Like, I want to see Shereen in person. Mm-hmm. I want to meet Nishay. I want to, I want to talk to, I want to feel like I, 
you know, right. can put hands on you um, and see. So for those of us who like to come in and have that face to face physical engagement, mm-hmm. um, when does when does that take place? I heard you say that you make opportunity for yeah, it's definitely day. once a month, and I would say definitely call me so that I can uh, tell you those dates. Okay. At right now, this instant, I don't remember it off the top. No, of my that's head. okay. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm quizzing her, everyone, and she's doing great. But also, too, I know you're pretty flexible too. Mm-hmm. You really work to help meet the needs of individuals who are, are interested. Correct. And um, I know that because I've, I've known you've done that in the past. <laughs> so I, I throw that in there. But only because that I do know. Um, anything else you want to share with us about orientation? I mean, and it's it's it sounds so great, but are there other key things that I might be missing? So I think, you know, just to debunk some myths, yeah. um, is that a lot of people think I have to own my home, which is not true. You can live in an apartment. You can live in a townhouse. You can even live in a houseboat. Um, so it's just making sure those security measures are in place mm-hmm. um, and that everything is functioning uh, as far as the house is concerned. Sure. Um, another kind of myth that's all out there is that I have to be married or I have to be um, in some type of relationship. That is not true. Actually, majority of our foster parents are actually single individuals. Um, and so, um, or... They feel like they have to be married because one person has to be at home and one person has mm. to work. That's not true. We have most of our families are full time working individuals, and that's completely fine and completely okay because that's life, right? Um, right. And especially with everything being so expensive nowadays, that's right. Um, right. You know, we have to work unfortunately because it's just so expensive, and that's what we want. Children, even when they come into care, come from homes where families may have worked before Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and families may not have worked. So it's all types of people who really make the system and make things work. I love that you said that um, because some of us may have fostered that those misbeliefs, those myths that you have to be married or there has to, you know, I have to own a home. I have to have, you know, this super great job or, you know, all these things that um, we set up as barriers to the process of even investigating uh, what it takes to be a foster parent. And so we said, well, I'm not going to do it because I don't think that I qualify. Mm-hmm. But you really don't know until we start having conversation. Someone has a conversation with you in the show. Correct. It's, it's, it really is a simple process as far as just getting started. Just getting started. Um, and the thing about it, when you come in and get started, mm-hmm. our goal is to have you become a foster or and or an adoptive parent. That is truly always our goal. So we are going to, even if you think there may be a barrier there, we are going to work with you as that family to see if we can alleviate that barrier because we want you to become licensed. Right, right. Um, Nishay, I'm going to come to you in just a second, but Sharina, I want to ask... Um, another question. Um, if I'm interested, maybe I don't want to adopt. Maybe I just want to be a foster parent. Is that okay? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And not only can you just be a foster parent, but you can be uh, a foster parent who is a respite provider, Hmm. meaning that you don't have a full-time placement, um, but you help our other families who do have full-time placement. Because one of the things about parenting is it's a, the hardest job in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and every parent needs an opportunity to take a break, get a breather, and also reset. 
because parenting is the hardest job in the world. And that's our village. Right. That's what we go to. So we have those families who can help you um, get that break. Or maybe you're going on a vacation. Um, you and your partner, your boo thing, want to take a little vacation. <laughs> I love um, that. We, you know, we have families that will be able to help assist with that. They'll be able to watch the children while you, you know, you and Bay go on vacation right. for a few days, even a week. And, and, you know, and that's another thing I don't think individuals or families realize. And not to generalize, but sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. But mm-hmm. to be a respite provider is so important. Um, and as you say, you know, I'm going on vacation. I just need to go on vacation. I need a break. Right. I just Sometimes the kids need a break from us. <laughs> Michelle, you're okay. so right. <laughs> we don't realize sometimes our kids need a break sometimes from us. Break. And to be able to have someone who's gone through the, pro- the process of being a foster parent doesn't mean your child is in foster care. Mm-hmm. Your child is at a respite provider. But they go through, and this is where I transition to you, Nache, the process of being in licensed home. Now, you've got to correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but they go through a process. So we go through orientation. Mm-hmm. We submit your application. Submit the application. Correct. And so you give the go-ahead to the next step. Correct. And so I then hand you over to our... What we say our licensing department, our licensing supervisor, and our licensing workers. And all those ladies, we do have a department of all ladies. All ladies. (laughs) (laughs) All those ladies work in conjunction with each other and me Mm -hmm. um, to help you become licensed. This is great. So we've got the opportunity. Now we're moving over to Shay and her team. Correct. This is beautiful. Because I can be a respite provider. Mm-hmm. I could be, you know, I, well, I'd be a foster foster parent, foster parent mm-hmm. which means I could be a respite provider. Or I could say, hey, I, I, I want to welcome. Well, when you become a foster provider, you're welcoming some, you know, kiddos into your home. You've got the love, passion. you got room in your home. Um, but you, you can say, you know what, I think I want to adopt. I think I want to hold on to you know, someone who is looking, one of these 200 children mm-hmm. that are looking for a forever home. So, Nache, yes, now, ma'am. you got a lot of, you got a lot of work that you do to help um, families take that next step, and that's the licensing process. Correct. And so, just going to give you the floor and, and give us that high-level overview of what, what does that look like, or what, do, what should I be prepared to now do because I know I've talked to Shereen, I filled out the application, you've seen my ID, you know I'm who I am. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some background checks or things that go on. But what does that process look like? So once I receive the application, then I assign it to one of my wonderful young ladies <laughs> that work on the licensing <laughs> team. And that's where the hard work starts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and the, our goal is actually just to assist you through. So once we get the application, you will get a phone call, and we have to schedule you for a home visit. We have to schedule you for to be fingerprinted, and you also have to be scheduled to take the next level of classes. So it's um, trainings that you have to complete. Um, it's called GROW okay. training. Don't ask me what GROW stands for right now, but I know it's GROW. <laughs> We're going to go with GROW. Um, it used to be, we used to call it PRIDE. That's right. But now it's, it, they've changed it. They changed the curriculum a little bit. So now it's GROW. And um, so we have to get them registered for that. 
So once that happens, we do a home visit. We go through the house just to look for safety checks. Mm -hmm. It's a safety check. So we're not going to come in with the white glove check. We're not looking at to make sure your house is is spotless. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. if you have kids and your house is spotless. If you live. (laughs) If you just live day to day. Yes. It's just not going to be, you know, like you said, the white glove check. That's not realistic. Doing the white glove check. We're coming in and we're looking at safety issues. So if you have wires hanging, if you have holes in the wall, Mm -hmm. you have pets that are very aggressive. Mm -hmm. Things like that. So those things, and that does not totally cancel you out right then and there. So we'll talk to you. We'll ask you how long you need. Do you need help with getting some of these things? Because sometimes we can get um, money okay, from the state mm-hmm. to assist you with fixing your house to become licensed, especially wow. if you're a relative. Okay. Some of those things we can do. Some of those things we can do. So just because I have a broken faucet, does not necessarily rule me out. It's something that needs to be repaired. It's something that has to be completed before we can license you, mm-hmm. before we can recommend licensure. Let me put that out there. Um, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Because I think sometimes <laughs> it's a misconception that we just do the report and you just license. We are the middle man, pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. But you're the checks and balance. Lansing so. is the one that makes the decision based off of our report. Got and it. they always have more questions. Sure, sure, because it's it's... It's normal to, you know, for you to ask a series of questions, go right. out, do that home check, and of course, and what I failed to mention is that we are contracted with the state of Michigan Correct. to provide foster care adoptions um, and supervised independent living. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave that out. That's another conversation, listeners. We'll get into supervised independent living probably on our next podcast, um, but so we just, you know, we, we're not making stuff up. We mm-hmm. have guidance mm-hmm. from the state of Michigan. You have guidance from right. the state of Michigan yes. um, in order to do the licensing work that you do. Yes, there's a book of rules that the, we have to make sure that each house comes into compliance. Is that with. the pink book, the green book? That's the, book? the green book. That's the, the green, green book. book. Yes. Yep. Green book. There's different colored books, everyone, that, <laughs> that I learn about. That you will get in orientation. Yes, <laughs> you will get all those books. So you get books. So <laughs> yes. you're provided with the information from the yes. state of Michigan about yes. mm-hmm. becoming a foster adoptive parent, the licensing rules. Mm-hmm. And so that it's not something where... Um, it, it is really something that's given to everyone, like the books, books, or right. the book is given so that you can, as an individual, I can go through it. Mm-hmm. And so, Nishe, when you are one of your wonderful team members, mm-hmm. come out to my house, mm-hmm. I'm not really surprised because if I look at the book, I know that there's these, these are going to be questions that you're going to ask or um, things that you just need to see. Um, right. I think one, one of the things, of course, be important, is there enough room for right another child in my home because that's one of the things when we come out to the house we measure bedrooms Mm -hmm. to see what the space is um, for the amount of children that can be placed in that home be placed in that bedroom actually and then we also look at water temperature your your hot water cannot exceed 120 degrees fahrenheit so we have to measure the water temperature so it's a lot of different things that we have to do like to make sure that your house comes into compliance then there's a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. So we sit down and go over the paperwork with you. So it's not like we just dump a big thing on you. We okay. actually go through it, tell you what each form looks like, what it means, um, what I need to have. And we have a list of uh, a checklist. Yeah. So as you're getting the paperwork, you can check off, okay, I got this and I have this and I have that. So once all of that is done, 
and we do have to interview everyone that's in the house. Okay. Everyone that lives in Everyone the that lives in the home. So it's important that you talk to everyone that lives in the house, and I will say your extended family members as well, about your desire of becoming a foster parent. Because they're going to be in these kids' lives as well. Absolutely. So because, you, yeah, it's just not... It's just not you. It's just not right? me. It's just not you, listeners. But it is bringing a child or young person mm -hmm. into your home that becomes your family. Mm -hmm. So you're right. It's making sure that everyone in the household, but even extended family, because hopefully, even as a foster parent, this also becomes their extended family because family comes and visits. Mm -hmm. We spend time together making sure everyone knows and is clearly aware of your individual intent yeah, exactly. um, to become a foster adoptive yes. parent. And one of the things I definitely, when we talk about becoming a licensed foster parent, one of the things that I always feel is really important to know is that it is a legal process. Mm -hmm. This is not something that, you know, we just willy-nilly about. We, there are rules and laws that we have to follow. Um, but we definitely know those rules and laws. Um, that's one of the great things to me about mm -hmm. the licensing team is that very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable women, um, they know how to get you through, how to get your license, and what rules that you need to follow. Because one of the things also with licensing is that we are licensed just like you are licensed. Mm -hmm. We have a license. We have to account for rules that we have to follow. Foster care has licensed rules that they have to follow. And you're not just licensed as a person. Your home is licensed as a facility. Um, so they go in conjunction with each other. Um, so a lot of times, um, you know, we you might think, um, you can't just jump up and move, but mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. You can move. You can go to a bigger place or whatever it is that you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you finally found your dream home. Absolutely. We just have to make sure that the dream home follows the same rules your older home did. So that's right. That's mm -hmm. right. Because, and it's good. We want to make sure the kiddo is safe, it's, but also to the family. Right. You know, it's like, Hey, have you considered this or right. upgrading this? And it's, it's really all about safety because right. we want to make sure that these kiddos, young and, um, and youth, are placed in a situation where they are in a physically safe mm -hmm. environment, an emotionally safe um, environment um, as well. So I know there's a lot that goes into licensing, Ms. Mm -hmm. Shane. We could probably spend ever, ever. <laughs> three hours just going through what licensing looks yeah. like. But we're not going to do that today. Um, Shereen, you gave a phone number earlier directly yes. for you. Nashe, is there a number or what, what do you want to share with the viewers in case they do have, or the listeners, if there's a question, is there, what's the best phone number or what's the best contact information? I'm curious. I'm listening to this podcast but I'm like, I'm not interested now, but if I want to come back and listen to the podcast in a month, two months, I'm give y'all a month or two months. <laughs> <laughs> How do I reach out? Well, Shereen gave you hers. My number is 313-262-1206 uh, or 313-949-2184. So either one is directly to me. Those okay. comes directly to me. So if you have questions, you can reach out to Shereen or myself. That's either way you're going to get You're going to get some answers in direction it. of what, how you want to go to. And if you need to talk it out before you attend the orientation, then yes, by all means, please feel free to call us. 
Yes. And I'll make sure that we add this, uh, the phone numbers and the ladies of um, the ladies, the names of our two young ladies here in the podcast description. Um, I'd, I'd appreciate that. You know, I really just appreciate the two of you and just the, the honesty of just the initial conversation. Because listeners, this is just a portion of um, what it takes. This is kind of the high level overview. And that's why I really want to make sure you have the contact information because it is so important. Um, if not you, it could be another family member who's really been contemplating, you know, I, I have room in my heart and room in my home for a child or, or children because we have sip ships. Right. Um, we have children um, that require that forever home. Um, just really quickly, someone mentioned relative placement. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because mm-hmm. so if, um, and this happens, right? Um, someone in the family may pass away and they have children. Mm-hmm. And but someone in the family says, oh, I want to take my nieces and nephews or my grandchildren. That's called a relative placement. Right. And it's not just if somebody passes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, a relative have gotten themselves into a dire situation. Okay. And so mm-hmm. we need a, another relative will step up in order to take those placements um, so that they stay, those, those children stay within the family. Oh, thanks for that clarification. It is not just, mm-hmm, right. you're right. It's just, that was just one example. It's not just death, but it's situations. Correct. Happen. Mm-hmm. Um, could be a variety of things, but the children now are in need mm-hmm. of placement. And then another family member can say, Hey, I want to step up and care. Yes. And that's a relative placement. Correct. Do we need, does that, as a relative, do I need to go through the same process or does that look a little different? No, it's the same process whether you're a relative or what we call a non-relative. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. And again, listeners, both Shereen and Nishay are very, they're the subject matter experts in this. And so any of these scenarios that we talked about, they can help guide you in that process. So I would encourage you to reach out. Um... This work, it, it, this is passion work for you all, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about patience on the other end. So we know that you all, you, you have to pack patience, mm-hmm. but we're talking about packing patience as a prospective foster or adoptive parent. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important to be patient in this process? Um, well, one of the reasons to be patient in the process is that no matter how severe the abuse or neglect may have been for that child, it is still a traumatic move to mm-hmm. go from a parental home or the caregiver, because sometimes not all parents are um, as traditional parents, mom and dad, yeah. mm-hmm. um, to, and come into somebody else's home, even a re- another relative's home. Um, it's a traumatic move. So we have to have patience so that we can help the children, in essence, heal um, find their way. Yes. Um, so that's really important uh, to have that patience. And also, too, sometimes we just have to, while we didn't have the same experience as far as being removed and placed into a foster home, sometimes it's important to remember that children grow and develop at their own rate. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. And that you just have to give them the freedom to be able to grow and to develop. That doesn't mean provide not provide structure. Sure. It just means that, you know, you just have to give them some freedom to some things they need to figure out for themselves and then some things that they'll need help with. Um, so that's just, you know, it's really important yeah. to have patience around that. And also, too, the world is different. 
Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. we have to understand that not only have these children come into care because of abuse and neglect, but we're also post-COVID, post-quarantine, I'll say, mm-hmm. not even necessarily mm-hmm. post-COVID, mm-hmm. Um, post-quarantine. Um, and life is different. Life so is different. we need Very to acknowledge different. that difference. And we need to give people grace and patience yes. for those differences, yes. especially children. I also say that during the process, it's important to have patience because you have to understand there are a lot of different hands in the pot. Like, so it's not just licensing. Mm-hmm. So we have to, we have Lansing. Lansing has to answer to the FBI and, and Michigan State Police. and So it's a lot of different levels to what the license, the process goes to for us to actually complete. So going through the licensing process, you definitely have to have patience. Because it's a lot, it's, it's a lot of hands in the process. It's a lot right. of hands in because there's background checks that background that must checks. occur, and that's important because we children we've got to make sure children are in mm-hmm. safe environment. Correct, mm-hmm. and we're real, we're honestly getting to know you as an individual, your experiences from the day you were born mm-hmm. all the way up until the current day. So even if you are 35, that's 35 years of experience that we have to talk about right. what you live, what your life was like, um, so that. We can make sure everything is safe because it always comes back to safety. And it's not just safety for the children. It's also it's safety for you, for you as family. the potential foster That's parent. Right. And your family That's as right. well. We yes. don't want to make your family victims of circumstances that the children have gone through. Sure. Yeah. So we're looking and we're assessing to see you're good with this type of child. But if this child has this type of specific medical issue or That's behavioral right. thing, That's right. we don't want to place them in your house because of X, Y, and Z. Right. It, 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 making sure it's a good fit for both the child yes. and the family. Correct. The less moves on the child and the less moves in and out of your house makes it much better. So licensing, we look at the child, we look at the foster parent, we just look at the overall family structure. Right, right. Because, again, as you say, Nishay, we don't want to have a situation where we're moving the child from placement Correct. to placement. Because that's not good on the child. It's not good on the family. Right, exactly. You know, that's that's trauma on top of trauma. Yes, yes, it is. And, Definitely. and we know trauma, that's a whole big conversation right. there. It has to. And, you know, that's one of the great things about the Children's Center, about child welfare, mm-hmm. is that we really come from a trauma standpoint. Yes. And even in your pre-service training, we're talking about that trauma so that we can make sure you can have that informed trauma parenting intact so to help those children. That's right. That's right. Um, so, listeners... If you know someone or if you yourself have really been thinking about, you know what, I've got room in my heart, room in my home, um, reach out to the Children's Center. Um, Reach out to Shireen Youngblood or Nishé Nelson Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remembered. I'm like, (laughs) Nishé Lee. Um, And we have a main phone number. I always give this out, but you can't go wrong by contacting us at the main phone number. Our front desk staff, who are wonderful, our client service staff, can make sure they connect you. That number is 831, let me start again, 313-831-5535. That number connects you right to the Children's Center and will get you to one of these two young ladies. Um, And even I will say also this, that... Even if you're not sure, mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to do orientation yet. Maybe you want a to get with your family and discuss, 
hey, can some of us do this together? Oh, Call me because I'll come out and I'll have that discussion with okay. you one-on-one with your family members mm-hmm. or oh, your group or a group member. Maybe you, you're um, in the women's um, committee at church oh, or maybe mm-hmm. um, you have a book club and you guys, maybe you're reading a book about fostering and so you want some information, more information, specifically to Michigan. I'll be love to sit and have I those conversations. I love that. We've so, definitely done that in the past. And yeah. We are so open to doing that, to come and just give information out to your groups. That is, that. see, that's, that's another nugget mm-hmm. <laughs> that you, we can come, we can be specially invited to one of your events, a men's event. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially we definitely, uh, yes. Absolutely. We need foster fathers. <laughs> absolutely. Foster parents include foster fathers. Right. So fraternities, mm-hmm. sororities, sororities absolutely. your church group, your women's group, your men's club. Um, mm-hmm. Because you can be a single dad and foster. Absolutely. You can be you can be truly single and you can foster. You could be and married. We have some of those. You can be a uh, member of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus community. Yes, absolutely. Um, there's not a barrier. No, no barriers. Your relationship status does not have a barrier on whether you become licensed. The only way that will become a barrier is if your spouse or significant other has some issues going on. That's right. it. Otherwise, single, married, it really does not matter. Something for all of us to think right. about and how to be engaged. Right. Even if it's mom and daughter who want to be foster parents, we have those. Mm-hmm. We oh have aunt and nieces who are foster parents. Again. We have those. Learn so, something new. Right. It's, it's, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. So, 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 get rid of every listeners. Get rid of the whole traditional. It's got to be a mom and dad. Correct. Correct. That is that is that is not the situation. Um, as you can hear from these ladies, there's just, um, family is family. Family is, is family. how you define it. Yes. Um, and we can go from there. Sharina Nache, I appreciate you so much. Um, I know that we could spend more time talking mm-hmm. because there is so much more. And, and I hope this is not the only conversation. It won't be the only conversation that we have with our child welfare department. But for today, I just want to thank you both, um, because we've scratched the surface. Hopefully listeners. Um, you've heard something of interest to you or again to your um, affiliations, the different groups you belong to. Um, As you heard, these ladies will come out, share information, bring information, and just help educate because again, when you think about 10,000 kiddos just in foster care, just in Michigan, and the 200 looking for foster um, or adoptive homes, their forever homes, that number is significant. So Help us out. Share the information. Um, consider being a foster adoptive parent or respite parent. Correct. Giving those parents a break. Um, again, Shireen Nache, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. I have one piece of nugget you, that I want to give before we go. Send us, give us it's, a nugget. So one of the things that I always get questioned is about the cost. Ooh, there is yes. no cost to become a foster parent. It is absolutely free. Mm-hmm. We missed that. <laughs> Absolutely free, everyone. The only cost that, that does occur is just a little bit of your time. That's it. Mm-hmm. But no financial cost. There's no application cost. Correct. I love that. So, see, so many nuggets. These young ladies, reach out to them. I'll make sure that I have our information on the description portion of this podcast. So, if we have not answered a question, you know the two subject matter experts that will. 
So again, this is, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, this was another edition of Real Talk about children's mental health and everything um, involving children and families. Until next time, take care of yourself and everyone else. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of the Real Talk about children's mental health podcast. Our mission, going all the way back to 1929, is to help children and families shape their own futures. If you like this episode, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And please, please share with your friends on social media. The more people we can reach with the information we share on this podcast, the more children and families we can help get the care they need and deserve. Thank you for listening to the Real Talk About Children's Mental Health Podcast. I'm Laura LaFever. And until next time, remember to live, love, and laugh by being intentional about helping children to heal, grow, and thrive.